0: Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Monday morning podcast from Monday. I'm sorry, <laughs> it's time for the Thursday afternoon, just before Friday Monday morning podcast, and ah, I'm just checking in on you. I'm checking in on you, Joe Sixpack. You put your fucking pants on one leg at a time, and you can do no wrong. You can do no wrong. You are not held accountable. Okay, you do have a medical degree. (laughs) Sorry, I'm just watching all of this uh, peripherally. I'm seeing all of this shit. People getting pissed at the government because of these lockdowns, which is crushing businesses. And a lot of these fucking guys, you know, they go, you know, stand six feet apart. Have your fucking mask on. Don't go out to dinner. And then what do they do? What do they do after all that? yeah yeah bullshit? What do they do? They go right out and they sit down and fucking get dinner. Alright? So everybody's like, well what the fuck? That's like when your mother said say no to drugs and you'd already looked into her little fucking you know, little end table side little drawer there. So all her little mother's helpers in there. Oh really, Ma? Well why do, you know, you think we don't hear you wandering around the fucking halls after you put us in bed? All right, you pill popping, two faced, fucking hypocrite. But you make a great pie, and you are my mother. And my religion says I need to respect you. I need to honor my mother and father. Haven't said that. You're taking a devil's aspirin. Um, <laughs> I'm in a great fucking mood. Do da, do da. Um, to the point, I'm combining songs. That was a mashup. Of a song that never existed, with yeah, da 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 doo da. What is that? Uh, Yankee Doodle Head or something? Oldctions. Old the doo da day. Old McDonald. Old McDonald had now. What the fuck is he? Doo da 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 da. Old the doo da day. Time to run all night. Time to run all day. I don't know it's one of those white prospector songs, you know, that you'd sing after you killed your wife. All right yeah I'll go get myself another one and the next plot will get me some gold um and that's the way it was in the 1800s um anyway i just uh just flew a helicopter i had a great time i flew uh, a cabri g2 which is sort of a baby a star for you uh uh, aviation people out there and the, the main rotor turns the other way so it was kind of interesting so all the pedal inputs were different all you have to remember is that with the European helicopters is your left foot follows the collective for the non-people flying helicopters that's the thing that looks like the emergency brake you know dude, we were doing neutral drops and fucking what do they used to call that when you just grab the emergency brake yank it up and turn the steering wheel In your Chevy Monza. Yes, that was a car for you youngsters out there. All right. You know, I tried to help, uh, tried to help, tried to hype an album. Um, Who the fuck's texting me now? Uh, From Tim Jones. All right. And I fucked it up. So I got to make sure that I got everything in here. Okay. This is what he sent me said, Bill, getting messages from a ton of people laughing their asses off at, that pro- at the promo. Of course, because I fucked it up. Thanks for spreading the word. Um, and when the records are done, hopefully next month. Next month, they're going to be done. So, the guy's name is Leroy Powell. Is the guy also with Tim Jones, okay? He wanted me to know that he, he's played on not only Wheeler Walker. This guy's like a legend. So, I, I, I felt bad that I, I didn't know his last name. And I, and I only said the Wheeler Walker thing, which was... Fantastic album. Uh, but he's also done other stuff. He's a top session guitar and pedal steel player for Dave Cobb and many others, producing projects including Sturgill Sampson, Wheeler Walker Jr., Anderson East,
1: Shooter Jennings, get over here, you son of a bitch.
0: Uh, Cody Jinks, Chris Isaac. Is that the guy? And I will always something or other. Or is that Whitney Houston? I'm just mashing up songs here. I don't want to fall in love. Well, then don't, Chris. Quit complaining about it. Uh, What are you, fucking... A white Drake? (laughs) I never heard a guy get so much fucking pussy and be sad about it than Drake. I mean, what is the problem? It sounds like your life is amazing. Uh, Lee, you used to call me on myself. So move on to the next one, you fucking rock star. Fucking cry about it in your mink coat. What the fuck am I supposed to feel bad about Cody Jinks, Chris Isaac, Leanne, Womat, whoa, whoa, Mac, Barry Gibb. By the way, the BG's documentary is fucking amazing. And of course, way back. The old Oak Ridge boys. I'll tell you them Oak Ridge boys. You give a couple of guitars, man. I think I'm crazy on your ass. Uh, he also co-wrote and produced Whiskey Myers' first album. So there you go. The guy is a beast. And I, you know, I'm not, I'm just fucking with you with the Southern accent. I am actually a closet. Huge country music fan. I like the old guys. The old guys, you know, whose dads had uh, had fucking some moonshine still. And they knew how to fix cars and play a couple of cowboy chords. The next thing you know, they would write the saddest song ever. I told you. I, uh, what's his face? George Jones is my favorite. Um, Come on in. Was it? Was it? Something like that. If you'd like to take the grand tour of a lonely home at once was home, sweet home, golden ring. I listen to all that shit. The old fucking, uh, Willie Nelson. I love all of that shit. I like the outlaw ones. I don't like the ones that are trying to get, become the next president with all the family values. I like the ones that have a brick of weed on their bus and don't pay their taxes. Those are the guys I like. Um, so anyway, we got a link for that. Uh, the whis- Whiskey Wolves of the West. www.whiskeywolvesofthewest.com And they're putting out three. Un, deux, trois. Three albums next month. Um uh, supposed to be done by next month. They get a little sad up there. So I'm looking forward to that. All right, now let's talk NFL football. What it up? Did anybody watch that unbelievable game? Between the uh, Baltimore Raven- Ravens and the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns, who are not only not your dad's Cleveland Browns, not your grandfather's Cleveland maybe your grandfather's. I would say your great grandfather's Cleveland Browns. This is a fucking solid team, and they have not had a solid team, I don't think, since like fucking Bernie Koza, you know? So maybe it's your dad's when he was a b- kid, right? When he was a little baby. Um, that fucking game was like, remember those Rocky movies where you just like, dude, this fucking those that would have knocked that guy out, and they kept fighting. That's what the end of the game was like, all right. And it's a testament to the level of the athlete that's out of the field, at least on the offensive side of the ball, and it's also a testament to the dirty, filthy work of Jim Irsay and the whole NFL, where they're just like, offense sells this game because back in the day, Joe Montana just had to be Joe Montana once. All right, 2 minutes left in the game. Good. No worries. Joe Montana right down the field. Defense would come out, stop the other team. Joe would take 3 knees. The game was over. But that, that ain't the way the game is played no more. It's not the way the game is played anymore. The game is now fucking insane. Okay? I can't, I lost track of the amount of lead changes in the final fucking minute and 50 seconds, it seemed. It's like Cleveland scored, I think, to tie the game. All right? Baker Mayfield drives him down. Bam! Ties up the fucking game. And then Lamar Jackson's like, oh, really? Oh, is that what you're doing? Okay. And then he goes out there like Joe Montana right down the field. Bam! Right, Touchdown. Now they're up seven and they cut to Baker Mayfield. And what is he doing? He's on the side, nodding his head like he's in a Hollywood movie. Like Vince Young back in the day in the fucking uh, when they played U- uh, USC in that one of the, the greatest, one of the great college games of all time. Now it's like, OK, OK, I see you, Joe Montana. And now I'm Joe Montana. He goes right down the field. Bam. Touchdown. Thankfully, they went for the extra point. I'm like, they're going to go for two here and they're not going to get it. They go for extra point. They get the extra point playing for overtime. All right. Now there's like seconds left. And Lamar Jackson's just like, okay. Now I'm going to be Joe Montana. There's three Joe Montana moments. He goes right down the fucking
1: field again.
0: Gets him within field goal range. They have like a fucking robot Level field goal kicker. I mean, that complimentary. The man does not miss. He comes out, bam, right there, Fred, game fucking over. The announcers are losing their mind. Fans are losing their mind. The guy who controls the fake applause and makes it seem like there's people there, his fucking fingers are hurting from everything that was going on there. And they sang everybody's praises. Lamar Jackson, what are you doing here, this fucking me. Oh, a Baker Mayfield. Look what he just it's his right back. I mean, this guy. I mean, he really seems like a quarterback of the future in Cleveland. Oh, Lamar Jackson, right? Going fucking nuts. And that one, not at one moment, did they bring up how fucking horrific the defense was? How the fuck the Cleveland Browns? How the fuck after your man, your Joe Montana, goes down and ties up the game? Do you let that fucking guy go by two fucking corners? Okay, no disrespect to Lamar Jackson. That was not him. That was the Cleveland defense fucking up. And then the Ravens come out, they can't stop Baker Mayfield. He goes right down the fucking field like it's nothing. know I I it was insane. It was like watching tennis. Fucking head going back and forth. I'm like what's going on here? Now, it was fun to watch. I'll tell you right now, it was amazing. But I will tell you, but you know, at some point you have to address either the rules have changed so much that you can't even cover a receiver anymore, or that was some shit defense. I mean, that's the second time in like three weeks I've seen at the end of a fucking game that Raiders-Jets game. Jets got the game won, and then somehow a receiver is just all alone running down the fucking field like some fat drunk who just decided to come on the field and grab the ball. Like, who the fuck is this guy? Where did that guy come from? So, I don't know. I, it was enjoyable to watch, but it was bizarre... To watch corners getting burned that bad and nobody even addressed it. They were so busy selling me how amazing these two quarterbacks were. Um, You know, I guess Lamar rolled out, so he bought the time for that guy to do it. But I mean, to watch two corners bump into each other like the fucking Keystone Cops and to see a guy all of a sudden be 15 yards away from the nearest guy in a Browns uniform and it's just not addressed, it's addressed for half a second. That was a little frustrating. Um, but an exciting game nonetheless. And uh, let's take a look at the playoff picture. Just what you guys need. Yet another person breaking down the NFL. All right, here we go. Here we go. What do we got here? Let's, let's, look, let's look at the NFC Central. A very exciting division. NFC, NFL standings. All right. The AFC East. Your Buffalo Bills with a commanding 10-3 and lead, 10-3 and record with a two-game lead over the Miami Dolphins. Great defense, you know. We'll see what happens there, but I would have to say that the Bills got this one. Patriots 6-7, and seven, man. You know, this is huge for us. We got, we got to win out. We have not had a losing season, season in 20 years. The poor Jets, man, 0-13. They should be 1-12. How the fuck do you let that guy get behind you? I'll tell you how you do it. You lose 10 other games, and you learn how to lose um afc west kansas city chiefs 12 and 1 who evidently have the greatest offense anybody's ever seen which is amazing to me because uh i guess they weren't they just started watching football in the last five years i have no idea um their eight is in second place seven and six the afc north oh sorry i keep calling it the central the your steelers 11 and 2 Cleveland Browns, 9-4. Oh, man, they needed that one. They needed that victory. Yeah, you son of a bitch. So they're two games back, and they played one more game. Oh, I'd say that's a fucking wrap. The Ravens pull within one. Keep their playoff hopes alive. The Bengals, without Joe Burrow, 2-10. and 10. And then the AFC South. The division, nobody's talking about. Everyone was excited about the Titans, and then they lost, like, fucking three out of four or whatever the fuck happened to them. And everybody kind of backed off, so we'll see what's going on with them. So, here's my pick early not early, late but early for me playoffs. Playoffs, I like the uh Kansas City Chiefs to go back to the Super Bowl as much as I love what's going on in Buffalo. I think they're a year away. Um, the one thing that scares me about the Chiefs is everybody's blowing their offense, their defense. Uh, tends to let up a lot of points against good teams. I mean, it's a nice spread when you look at it. 400 4 281 against, but uh, I don't know. They, 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 they've, they've let up a number of like 30, 35 points in a game. So I don't know, but I just still think with Andy Reid and the three-headed monster on offense and the way the rules are now, Somebody said that the other day. It used to be a good defense beats a good offense. I don't know. I don't know if that's the case anymore. I also don't coach NFL football. So what do I know? Yet you sit and listen. Why? Because you're in traffic right now. And who saw this coming out of nowhere? The Washington football team, six and seven. Six and seven. You're Giants, five and eight. Let's see, they got one more loss, one less. So they played the same amount of games. So they're only a game out. That's fucking amazing, like eight and is going to win that division, although the lowest the worst record ever that i that uh I looked up to see what it was just watching the n f c east was uh the Seattle Seahawks were seven and nine one year and made the playoffs, Rams nine and four, Seahawks nine and four, cardinals seven and six. I love that fucking division, mainly the Seahawks and Cardinals. I love watching those teams, Packers running away with the ten and three. Saints are 10-3, and three, but Drew Brees is out. So where do you go here? Do you just go the obvious? Do you go the obvious? The Packers with 10-3? and three? Saints don't have Drew Brees? I don't know. Rams got a great head coach. Who knows? Who knows when they go up to that frozen tundra and there's nobody in the crowd to jump into when you, when you score a touchdown. Are, are, are the Packers still doing the Lambeau leap? These are the questions I have. As we almost are entering one year of, uh, of a fucking lockdown here. Or whatever the fuck's going on here. Um, yes, yeah, so old Billy Freckles flew a helicopter today. I'm getting used to this because this is my new ride. The Cabri G2. Uh, which is just like the Robinson R22 except uh, the French. The French people who built it, they bought an R22. They took the thing apart and just analyzed all its strengths and weaknesses. And I have over 200 hours in an R22. And just seeing the Cabri G2, I can't say enough about it, how amazing it is. Every little thing they did on it made it better. It was incredible. Even just like like the, uh, the carb heat is automatic. The fuel shut off valve. It used to be right near the carb heat, which you had to pull. So your your carburetor wouldn't freeze up during certain temperatures and the engine would quit. That would be like the carb heat would be right next to what you would pull up to, uh, you know, to kill the engine with fuel. If you had like an engine fire or something or in the end of a flight when you're shutting the engine off. I mean, there was a guard on it, but it was always it was a little squirrely. And I knew a guy that knew an instructor that had some kid. He told him to pull the carb heat and the kid reached out. (laughs) fucking killed the engine and the guy had to enter an auto fortunately was at an airport he had to auto rotate landed and they had to stop the instructor from choking the fucking student (laughs) so they fixed that um fully articulated main rotor system um as opposed to a semi-articulated so it's it's uh there's no more you know low g pushovers or anything like that although if you do nose it over Aggressively enough, you could starve the engine of fuel and the engine could cut off. I know that because I read about a guy that did that and then he had to enter an auto. Basically, just don't be a fucking idiot and you're going to be fine. But um, there's a little baggage compartment in the back. It has automatic locking doors. So when you're at an airport where you don't know anybody, you can just click that thing and uh, it's got the. it's It's an amazing, 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 amazing machine and I'm learning how to fly it and I'm having the best fucking time ever. It's like a, like I said, a baby A-star, which is basically like what the cops fly. It's a, the smaller two seater version of that. And, uh, it's a lot of fun and I'm psyched that I have access to it and, uh, I'm going to fly it as much as I can. Um, which is going to be a lot to be honest with you. Cause, uh, I'm going to go for my instrument. Now I, I passed the test last year. You have two years to take it. So this fucking pandemic really screwed that all up. Screwed that up, but I finally got good times, bad times down where uh, I can play it up to speed now, uh, which I still can't believe. But now I'm, I, I was just, I was riding on the hi-hats. So now I'm, I got to ride over where I'm on the ride now and I'm trying to keep the hi-hat going. So now I'm up to like 85 BPM. So about 10 BPMs away. And I just kind of have the muscle memory down now so now it's just a matter of doing it and it's so fucking ridiculously exciting so and i've been working on my french so as usual what i'm doing is as i'm doing 90 things at the same time that are all exciting to me so it keeps me out of being depressed with uh you know shit that i haven't dealt with <laughs> I stay out in front of it by learning new shit. And I'm really learning that at some point I am going to have to slow down and deal with whatever makes me such a fucking lunatic. Now, I don't need the emails. Well, if you do that, you're not going to be as funny. That's not true. I've learned that that isn't true. Uh, all it's going to do is make me be a better husband and father. So uh, I love my wife and my family, and I don't want to fuck that up. So I need, to, I need to fucking just sort of sit in the clouds a little bit with that shit. Um, oh, wow, look at that getting his instrument rating but in his mind he's doing the same thing oh Jesus Bill Um, alright where the hell are we in this podcast is it time to read a little bit of advertising here a little bit of ad reads here Um, I think it is let's do some here what do we got here what do we got here oh I've also been uh, I've been dropping some pounds I told you I ate an entire bison barbecued bison when I was in Texas and I loved every second of it but I put on some weight so I was already I had put on weight since Halloween and Thanksgiving and all of that shit. So uh oh Billy's become old salad pants over here. Um I can make a great beet salad. Um I do an even mixture of uh red wine vinaigrette with olive oil and some salt and pepper. I toss the lettuce in that, and then uh then it's just beets, uh goat cheese and some. You know, some walnuts. That's all I need. I eat that. It fills me up. I'm kind of loving it, but uh, I've been eating a lot of those lately. So, if you guys got some good recipes for some healthy salads, I'd like to have like five. And for you people who want to start eating salads, it's all about the prep. Okay? So, what I would do is you buy a head of whatever kind of lettuce you want romaine. I like the butter, lettuce. I don't mind romaine, whatever you iceberg, whatever you want. What I would suggest is whatever you get, cut it all up, dice it all up, and then, you know, rinse it off, put it in your salad spinner, like Sue Murphy on for Family, okay? And then all of it is ready to go, okay? Because that cleaning out the salad spinner is a pain in the fucking ass. So you got the whole head of lettuce is ready to go. If you get your beets, Chop those fuckers and peel those fuckers. I, I do it underneath the plastic bag so because that red shit just gets all over the, the cutting board. Um, dice those fuckers up so those things are just ready to go. So it's almost like, you know, when you go into those, those places, the fast food place, salad place, they have all, all their stuff all prepped. If you have that ready to go, um, you can just go in and just bing, bang, boom, put the thing together, throw a little balsamic vinaigrette, whatever you want in there. It prevents you from eating bad because eating bad is easy. You just go in and you open a bag of something and it's ready to go and you just start stuffing your face in this, this sort of fruitless chase of not being hungry. You're sort of just tricking your body into feeling like it's not hungry, but then after a while, it sifts through everything that you put into your stomach like a storage shed and then it realizes that it was just a bunch of shit and it didn't get any nutrients and then you're hungry again. So then you eat more of this shit. And that's how you become a fat fuck. Um, I'm speaking from experience. So um, I got a great, um, a great beet salad recipe. And um, I would like some more. I would, I would definitely like some more just to kind of break it up. And uh, because they really fill you up and you just fucking drop weight like a champ. You fucking start eating salads and going for walks. I mean, your neighbors will think you got a disease or something. <laughs> um, oh, me and my wife had such a stupid fight last night, and this is this is why I love my wife and why we've been able to to be together for so long. Is we had this dumbass fight um, because I, I don't want to get into it. It was just a stupid fight, and we went to bed pissed at each other, and then. This morning, you know, we woke up or whatever. And I didn't say anything to her. She didn't say anything to me. And then I was brushing my teeth. And she was brushing her teeth. And she just goes, good morning. And I go, morning. And I looked at her. And she looked at me. And we both just started laughing. (laughs) (laughs) And that was it. That was it. Over. Uh, which I think is pretty cool, although a therapist would probably be like, but did you talk about why you first shut up? All right, Mark, what am I, Mac Weldon, three reads today. Mac Weldon, Uh, you know, when it comes to holiday gifting for guys, I'll be the first to admit that it's not necessarily my strong suit. Now, I don't understand why that they would just fucking write that shit and they took a lot of liberties there. I'll be the first. to Why do I have to go first? You think I don't know how to rap? I just don't like doing it. But now, thanks to Mac Weldon, it's super easy and simple to find something great no matter which guy you're shopping for. Um, I'll be the first to admit that it's not necessarily my strong suit. Oh, finding a gift for guys? Uh, well, just fucking buy him a fucking rack of lamb. Throw a bow on it. Wait, no matter which guys you're shopping for, okay, whether it's Mac Weldon's warm knit tops, undershirts, or Sunday lounge pants, Mac Weldon has men's basics that are guaranteed to keep everyone on your list. Okay, ladies, if you're trying to shop for your men, gay guys, closeted gay guys, this is this is for you right here. Or if you got a brother or something like that, you know, he likes lounging. I guess this is for heterosexual people, too. Bill, why do you have to label it? Because that's what I do. All right. What makes Mac Weldon the perfect gift for guys? Talk about the items you've received and why you like. Oh, shit. You know what? I did get a pair of their pants and they were fucking amazing. They were amazing. These little slacks, sort of sweatpants. They had pockets. There was places to put things. And you just, you know, the junk felt good. All right. There. Let's get to it. How did your junk feel in those pants? It felt nestled. Nestled in there. Right. Everybody was happy. The twins and the fucking meat hammer. Oh, sorry. All right. Men's essentials. Socks, shirts, hoodies, underwear, polos or active shorts. Mac Welton promises comfort and, cons- and consistent fit. Versatility. They look great. They feel great. From working out, going out, going to work, or on a date, Mac Weldon is for everyday life. Well, the ones that I got look like that you could work out and go out and go to work. I don't know if you were on a date, unless you got dating down and you just do the cup of coffee in the afternoon, which is the way to fucking go. It's cheap. You get to know the person, okay? You're looking for a relationship, okay? I'm not taking out your wine and dine you, as the dice man says. You whiner, you diner. You throw a couple of burgers down her throat. Um, technology, wide range of customized fabrics that can keep up with you, uh, keep up with you no matter what the day looks like. 18-hour silver air knit, X dry knit, warm knit, Wel- weld in blue, totally free loyalty program. I don't even know what I'm reading here. This sounds like code. Level one gets you, f- okay, here's, here's the loyalty program. Level one gets you free shipping for, for life. Once you reach level two by spending 200 bucks, you get 20% off every order for the next year. Oh, they're reeling you in. How do you pass up these deals? Guarantee, Mac Weldon wants you to be comfortable. So if you don't like your first pair of underwears, you can keep them and they'll still refund you. No questions asked. Thank God they don't come. You don't ship them back, all right? I got nervous there. Uh, when the gift-giving season, oh. Well, Win the gift giving season and get twenty percent off your first order. Visit Mac Weldon, M-A-C-K. W E L D O N. M-A-C-K, W E L D O N. MACWeldon.com slash Burr. B-U-R-R and enter the promo code Burr. That's MacWeldon.com slash Burr. Promo code Burr for 20% off. Mack Weldon, Reinventing men's basics. Yeah, seriously, if you get these this clothes for any guy, he's going to be psyched. They're comfortable. They're easy to put on. I mean, everything that I've got, you don't even have to iron. It's kind of the shit. Um, all right, here we go. Candid Company. You know, all the things we'd love to do for ourselves but haven't done for whatever reason. Well, if you've always wanted to straighten your teeth and have a better smile, stop putting it off. Thanks to Candid Straightening, your teeth uh, is... Sorry, thanks to Candid, straightening your teeth is simpler, easier, and more comfortable than ever. There's no fucking reason for you not to have straight teeth these days. All right? You listening to me? That certain country that always gets made fun of for crooked teeth? Candid clear aligners are comfortable, removable, and practically invisible, unlike wire braces. Uh, So you can transform your smile without anyone noticing. Plus, your treatment is prescribed and monitored remotely by a licensed orthodontist who's an expert in tooth movement and it's all done from the comfort and convenience of your own home candid only works with orthodontists never general dentists like other companies you don't want that you want the pros, the orthodontist. Plus, your supervising orthodontist will be with you every step of the way. With Candid, your treatment includes remote monitoring by the same orthodontist who created your plan. So you never have to wonder who, uh, how you're doing. You'll always know. The average Candid treatment is just six months. You'll start seeing results way before then, and it costs thousands less than braces. Start straightening your teeth today. Right now, all listeners can save $75 on Candid starter kit. Go to candidco.com slash burr and use the code burr. That's candid c A N D I D C O dot com slash Burr code burr. take advantage of this limited time offer to save $75 on your first on your starter kit. CandidCO.com slash burr code burr. All right, and lastly, but certainly not leastly, everybody, certainly not leastly, it's HelloFresh. Oh, hello. See you. Hello, Fresh delivers fresh, high-quality, pre-portioned ingredients so you can make meals that are delicious and nutritious. Talking about dropping weight, here you go. Over ninety percent of the ingredients are sourced directly from growers to ensure peak flavor and ripeness. Hello, Fresh is the first global carbon-neutral meal kit company. Okay, so it's 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 fresh, high-level. High-grade food, whatever you say, and it it doesn't, uh, you know, it's not a bunch of plastic containers polluting the environment. Great value, say 40% when you use HelloFresh versus shopping at the grocery store. By skipping the grocery store and using HelloFresh, you're reducing your your food waste by at least 25%. That's because you'll eat it all up. Tremendous. Easily change your delivery days or meal plan preferences and skip a week whenever you need... Uh, right on the app. So if you're going away on vacation, like me, to do a little stand up and you can eat half a fucking bison. Barbecued in Texas, you can just go to the app and be like, Okay. I'm gonna work on being a fat fuck for the next ten days, I'll talk to you afterwards. And HelloFresh will be like we understand. Keep your fridge stocked by adding extra meals or additional proteins, quick meals like breakfast on the go, or their ten minute lunches, even desserts to satisfy that sweet tooth. HelloFresh is committed uh, is committed to donating to those in need. So far in 2020, they've donated 3.5 million meals. Isn't that great? All these poor Americans living in tense cities here. We should be helping them out. HelloFresh offers convenient, no-content delivery to your doorstep for easy home cooking with the family. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 80 and use the code 80 to get $80 off, including free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com uh, slash 80 Burr, code 80 Burr, eight zero bur Burr for $80 off and free shipping. All right, everybody, that is the podcast. Enjoy your football this weekend. Oh, by the way, I didn't even say how much I called that fucking LSU game. Did I call it? I went on Twitter and I called it, and everybody was fucking sitting there going, I can't believe that guy threw that shoe. Everybody couldn't believe it, but no, everybody had no problem with the Florida Gators going for it on fourth and goal, five minutes into the fucking game. I know, you guys are getting, and not getting, I know you guys are getting sick of this, all right? But I'm, I, I, I feel like I'm making a point that needs to be listened to because in my head, it all makes sense. Everything that I say makes sense because I'm the one saying it, all right? See that? I'm just like you. Um, all right. Shout out to flat earthers and people who don't believe in the virus. You know, you're also fellow Americans. I still love you. I don't understand you but I support your right to go on the internet with no scientific background whatsoever and just look up shit that agrees with you. All right. Cause that's what I do. Okay. Um, all right, that's it. Go fuck yourselves. Have a great weekend. You cunts. And I'll see you on Monday. Oh, by the way, enjoy the music. And, uh, there'll be a bonus half hour, uh, episode for me. It's a greatest hits Thursday afternoon, just before Friday, Monday morning podcast.
1: it again.
0: It's Bill Burr, and it's the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, December 17th, 2012. Um, I am emotionally exhausted from watching that Patriots-San Francisco game uh, last night. How insane was that game? Unbelievable. Um, unfortunately, it was exactly what I thought, although the comeback, I was amazed by that, but I, I've... I've, I've gotten so much shit from uh, a couple friends of mine who are Patriots fans because they feel like I'm not a Patriots fan anymore because I keep talking about how bad our defense is. And uh, they're one of those people who, like, you know, they like dress like Drew Bledsoe when they watch the game. You know, those people where they're such fucking fans that no matter what's going on, you, you can never say anything what they deem is like negative rather than constructive criticism. But, you know, I feel vindicated. Because last week when we beat the Texans, they were sitting there going, you see, look at that, you know? There's your defense. What are you going to say now,
1: you red-headed cut? Yeah, I didn't think so. I didn't think so.
0: Right? I've been telling them the whole fucking time that the, the AFC is weak. All right? It's fucking weak. The NFC has been far superior to the AFC for fucking years. All right? But the thing is, you got Brady and Belichick and a little bit of luck, and that's how we got to the fucking Super Bowl last year, and we still almost won. But that doesn't change the fact that our defense sucks. All right? Oh, we do good against the mediocre teams and the so-called good teams in the AFC, but I'm telling you right now, we'll be lucky if we get by the Broncos. Okay? You let up fucking 40-something points to a second-year quarterback. I can't help you. Why is my voice cracking? Because I've been screaming at the fucking TV for three hours watching the damn thing. Um, yeah. If the 49ers actually had a quarterback, they would have scored like, you know, a more experienced quarterback. I'm not shitting on their uh their guy there with the soul patch, whatever the fuck his name is out of Boise State, who could have played baseball. He uh but he had one fucking shot. He took the hell how many fucking times can you tell that story? Um I mean, he missed like two guys who will had like three steps on our safety. I don't know. Fucking brutal. But I knew it was going to happen. I knew it was going to happen. You know what I mean? I mean, I hate to say it, but if, you know, if the 49ers had Aaron Rodgers, uh, Drew Brees, a fucking, you know, Eli Manning, you know, it's – we can't compete with that. Kills me. Kills me. I don't know what the fuck we have to do, but, uh, you know, we're all right. We're all right in the box, as they say, but I swear to God, our fucking pass defense stinks. I don't, I don't give a, you know, it just, it was, you know, it was enjoyable watching the 49ers celebrating and stomping around and doing that, because they're doing their job, all that dumb shit that every fucking athlete does now, you know, you fucking get a layup for two points and then you go, scare children in the front row, like, like you're this, like you're actually in 300, you know, why don't you just fucking Bend over and blow yourself at that point. I really enjoyed watching the 49ers do that and then get that deer in their headlights look as Brady calmly just dismantled their fucking awesome defense and tied it up and scored like 34 points in like a, basically a quarter. I did enjoy, 31, whatever the fuck it was. I did enjoy that watching them have to stand down and actually having seeing that glazed over look. Oh, and now the phone rings. Now the fucking phone rings. Could anything else be going on with this podcast? Just seeing that glazed-over look on Jim Harbaugh's face was, was enjoyable. But I fucking love that guy. And I loved the uh, the fake punt call in the fir- uh, first quarter on your own 40. was That was, that was awesome. I, I had to respect it. It's like this guy is going for the jugular. But, I mean, those guys honestly could have been up like 21 nothing after like six minutes in the game. Um, yeah. So there you go. There's a great, right, nice big bucket of ice water to the face of uh, delusional Patriots fans. That's that's what it is. That's where our defense is against um, the elite teams. You know, sucks. I'm not happy about it. And um, yeah, I'm not fucking happy about it. I just wish we I, we could we could. Oh, for fuck's sake!s With your fucking. You know what I hate about this fucking stupid phone besides everything? Is you have the fucking thing on mute and it still makes noise. Like, like I get important phone calls. Right, Cleo? What am I, the president? Does it really need to do that? Even when you fucking put it on, on silent mode, it still vibrates. I guess I could just shut the thing off, Right. I never, I never even thought to do that. That's great. I, I worked that out. Oh, yeah, of course. My password doesn't work on the fucking computer. This is just going to be one of these days. You know, I know it's going to be one of these days as I took my dog out for a walk, and um, she took a shit, and unlike Rappaport, I went to pick the fucking thing up, right? And I had my headphones on, and as I bent over to do it, my headphones fell down and almost landed in the pile of dog shit. And uh, rather than laughing it off like somebody with rosy cheeks would, Um, I'm a cynical bastard. So I took that as an omen on how this day was going to be. And, uh, it's lived up that way. I had a bowl of cereal this morning. I almost fucking died. And you know, what's funny is the lovely Nia was literally maybe seven feet away in the other room and never checked on me. Could give a shit, you know, you know what that is? It's like we've been together... When you've been with somebody as long as I have, they just... It's not like they want you to die. It's a combination of two things. They they just tune you out. So I could have been in there talking to her about how, you know, my headphones almost fell into the dog shit this morning, or I could have been almost choking to death. Either way, she doesn't even hear it. And then, like, subconsciously, it's not that they want you to die, but they... Not fatally, but if you could die for like three hours, you know, I I don't think that they would be upset. (laughs) Just sort of, you know, drag you over and put you behind the couch and just, you know, fantasize about being single again for like three hours. And then, you, you you know, you wake up like in one of those those movies with Kiefer Sutherland. What was that movie called? Shockers? It wasn't Clockers. That was Spike Lee. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck it was. Anyways, this is what happened. I was eating uh, I, corn Chex. I'm a big fan of the Chex family. All right? This isn't some sort of subtle advertising I'm trying to put in here. Okay? This, this, is, this is coming from my heart, not my wallet. All right? I like the Chex cereals. I'm not into rice Chex. And that has nothing to do with World War II or Vietnam. Okay? I just don't like the taste of them. Okay? I'm not coming at you with some red state shit. Like, I ain't eating nothing that got fucking rice in it after what happened over there. And uh, uh, the DMZ. I'm not coming at you like that. I just don't like the taste of that one. I either go corn checks or I go wheat checks. So here's the Yeah, you know what I noticed the other day? is This this morning, as I was almost choking to death on my cereal, was all cereal is kind of the same color. You notice that? It's all sort of fucking just different kind of browns. Isn't that weird? Isn't that weird that that would go through my head as I'm almost dying, choking? That fucking bad 80s comedian analogy went through my head. That would that might have been my last thought. You know? Or like it's like a topic you'd hear on like NPR. All things considered, today we discussed the different shades of brown and breakfast cereals. I don't care if you're eating rice checks, corn checks, wheat checks, rice krispies, or cornflakes. The all too familiar... Off color band aid brown. All things considered, um, you you can listen to NPR. Nia listens to that shit. She's such a fucking nerd, and she always has it on. And I'm, I, and you know, I don't know. There's really no good radio stations out here as far as like playing music out here in LA. I don't know why. I don't know what. I don't know what goes on out here. But evidently, uh, these the two bands that they play. They play them like it's still nineteen, the early nineties. They play Ice Cube all the time. Bad ass. When you come to my town, bad am Like, like I don't know why they play it. Like they play it enough. Like you think he he died or something. You know. And then uh, and then they also play the. Uh, who are those guys?
1: <laughs>
0: Whatever the fuck they are. Pretty fly for a white guy. They play them all the fucking time. You know? Like everybody's still walking around in flannels going, hey, have you heard the new Pearl Jam, man? Um, anyways. <coughs> so here's the story. I basically I go to get my fucking box of corn checks. I pick up the box and immediately I notice it's pretty light. You know, pour it in, get a full bowl, and there's like an eighth of a box left. Now, I could be a douche and put the box back and give Nia false hope. Oh, I want a box, you know, I want a bowl of cereal, you know, and then she grabs the box and she fills the lightness. Then that panic comes in. You start to sweat like, oh, fuck. You start pouring it out. Come on, man, keep going. And there's only an eighth of a bowl left, you know. The douche puts that back in the cupboard. The gentleman, the refined individual like myself, you just say, all right, I'm going to have a little more cereal than I usually have. So that's what I did, all right? And I start eating the fucking cereal, and I'm wolfing it down because I know the podcast is a little bit late, and I'm going to get a bunch of shit on Twitter, right? So I get about halfway done with my bowl. I take the box of cereal, and I pour that last eighth in. And you know the deal. The last part of the box, that's the most dangerous part of the box. You know, you got half it's half of it's cereal, and the rest of it's all fucking powdered. So all the powder goes on my on the top of the cereal, I started eating the shit, and I'm doing that, you know, eating so fast. You're, you're eating and inhaling through your fucking pie hole. You're doing that shit, and I had a half a spoon of powder, and the other half was the cereal, and I inhaled the shit, and I, my my throat just closed off. And I thought I was gonna, I thought at the very least I was gonna pass out. To the point I was, I was debating as I'm coughing and hacking away, and Nia is completely ignoring. Um, I'm sitting there pounding. I'm I'm thinking, should I make a loud noise in the kitchen or should I run to, you know, five steps to the bedroom? But then I'm thinking, well, that'd like take up too much oxygen. And, um, I basically was choking on this shit for three straight minutes and Nia didn't move a fucking muscle. Didn't move a goddamn muscle. And when I finally, I finally uh, realized I was going to live. I was so pissed at her that you know, you know, like after you get done choking, like your voice is like, it's like turned down to one, so you're trying to talk. It's like, thanks for helping, you know that type of shit. I basically said sarcastically, "Thanks for helping." In the, I was just choking for three minutes, voice, and all I get from Neo is like, "Oh, I'm sorry. Are you okay?" You know, is that any way to start the fucking day? I don't think. is Is that was that even funny? Was that even remotely? Amusing to you? I, I I don't know. I almost died this morning. i just ha- I don't care if I'm funny or not. Cleo. Um all right. Let's do let's do a little advertising here and then I'm gonna talk to you about this thirty for thirty I watched called Broke. All right, um where are we? Oh we got a new we got new advertising this week, everybody. Cascade Studios. Cascade Studios on Santa Monica Boulevard out here in Los Angeles. We got a local ad here. Um, This is basically a rehearsal studio. uh, If you're in a band, basically, and you need a rehearsal space, Cascade Studios is the number one place here in uh, Los Angeles. This is where when I go down and I play drums and I try to pull off that bottom stuff, trying to get my foot as fast as his, this is where I go. I go to Cascade Studios, 6611 Santa Monica Boulevard, If you want to go down there uh, with your whole band, they got a five piece drum kit in every room with hi hats, two guitar amps, bass amp, PA system with three mics. Symbol rental is only five bucks. Um, Or if you're just a drummer like myself and you want to go down there with your iPod and beat the hell out of a kit and have a great time, he charges you 15 bucks for an hour. I highly recommend it. Um, I go down there all the time. If you go down, ask for Joe, tell him the Monday Morning Podcast sent you. And as always, everybody, It's stamps.com. With the holidays almost here, you don't have time to go to the post office. There's traffic, there's parking, there's somebody in front of you is going to have like 90 boxes that they're sending out to all their grandkids. You know, as they take out the change purse and their hand is shaking, right? It's going to be packed with everyone mailing out holiday gifts is what I'm trying to say and packages. So what do I do? I use stamps.com instead. Stamps.com, you can avoid all the hassle of going to the post office during the busy holiday season. Everything you would do at the post office, you can do right from your desk or your apartment, wherever the hell you're at. Um, Buy and print official U.S. postage using your own computer and printer. Print postage for any letter or package the instant you need it. Then the mailman comes and picks it up. It's so easy and convenient, and you don't have to go down to the post office and deal with everything that I just described. I use stamps.com to send out all the merch from my shows. You should do it, too. Well, I guess you shouldn't unless you're doing a show. But whatever. If you got all these Christmas gifts, that's the way to send it out. Stamps.com. Right now, get this special offer when you use my last name, Burr, B-U-R-R, for a no-risk trial plus an $110 bonus offer. It includes a digital scale and up to $55 free postage. They're giving you $55 during the holiday season. Don't wait. Go to Stamps.com right now. Before you do anything else, click on the microphone at the top of the page and type in Burr, B-U-R-R. That's stance.com, enter burr, B-U-R-R. All righty, back to the podcast. So I was, watching, um, I was watching one of those 30 for 30s, um, and they did this whole thing on, on athletes going broke. It was really bad. There's a ton of people who've gone broke. Most of them didn't want to do the documentary. Like, why would you? You know what I mean? Hey, you want to talk about how you completely fucking blew it? No, I don't. I don't. And I resent the fact that at the end of your documentary, you're going to be running a list with my name on it. Of every, you know, That's what they had at the end of it. But um, I was watching it, and I felt bad for people. But after a while, it was just the same fucking story over and over again. And it's as much as I want to say that if I was 21 years old and you gave me a million dollars, that I would probably fuck it up too. I, I, I just don't think I would. You know, I, all these guys, you know, I, I got a check for $55,000 and I saw a Hummer. I had to get it. Talked the guy down to $49,000. And it's like, if you just got a check for 55 fucking grand after paying all the people in your life, your agent, whoever else you got, where else is taking it your lawyer, whoever t- else takes a chunk out of that check. Whatever's left out of that, the government's going to come in and take a 40, 40% whack. If you get a check for $55,000, I mean, what, what do you got left? Twenty grand, And you just went out and bought a $50,000 Hummer. I don't know. But anyways, the point I wanted to make was at the end of it, after showing all these people going through this hell, they have this guy there who's supposed to be evidently some sort of uh, financial advisor. And in the end, they were talking about LeBron James going, he is going to be, he has a potential to be, other than Tiger Woods, pre-divorce, um, a billionaire athlete, and they go like, how exciting is that? And they go, what What would your advice be to this to LeBron James on how to hang on to his billion dollars? And the guy goes, he goes, don't blow it, keep it simple, count your money. <laughs> That's what he said. It might have been the dumbest thing I ever heard. And I immediately, I had no sympathy for anybody in the fucking documentary. It's just like, even like, why is this guy on this document? Who the fuck is that guy? That's a guy who manages money. That's, hey, I got a billion dollars. How do I hold on to this? Where should I invest it? What do I do? What advice do you got for me? Oh, it's simple. Don't blow it. Keep it simple. Count your money. All right. Thanks a lot. I'll be, I'm out of here. Fucking ridiculous. It was basically, it was an hour and a half of listening to morons telling you what the fuck they bought with all their money. And I I don't know. I felt bad, but there was another part. There was just one guy that I really felt bad for because it was the, the hurt that he had. You know, like Andre Rison was on the thing, and he's sitting there in a suit with sunglasses on. Mirrored sunglasses doing the interview. And just right there, it's like, yeah, dude, I'd give you another million if I had it, if I gave it to you. You'd you'd, you'd fuck that up. Why? Because you're sitting here in a shiny suit with fucking sunglasses on. <laughs> Looking like Michael Jackson at the awards show, right? So anyways, the one guy who actually really bothered me was this if you ever watch it, it's 30 for 30 broke. There's a guy who's sitting there and he's just ever so slightly leaned to one side and just the, the pain uh, in in his voice. He's just just sitting there going, uh, I made uh, $75 million in my career and I, uh, Had me a Mercedes. Got a Hummer. Got me a boat. And he's just sitting there looking down at his knee, like playing with his pant leg. I had a jet ski. And I... (laughs) And you just... I, I had to look away. It was fucking brutal. But the rest of it was just a bunch of knuckleheads... You know, I felt bad for Bernie Kosar, too, because Bernie Kosar, I, I, you know, I don't know. It seemed like his dad took his money. I don't know what the fuck it was. It, it was, it's It's a really, it's a, it's a great, all the 30 for 30s are awesome. This one is awesome, but they just should have had a couple of, they did, you know something? That's not true, because they had like four or five guys. There was only two people who really came off like morons, but they were just so they were such morons that I felt it tainted the whole thing. Ugh, that is, might have been the dumbest thing I ever heard. What is your advice? Don't blow it. Keep it simple. Count your money. All right. I'm sorry. Was was that even remotely fucking interesting? I love watching those 30 for 30s. I got to watch the Bo Jackson one. Um, there was just something about that. Like, you know, for as, as much as they showed... The amount of people that went broke. There's been so many more people in the league that didn't go broke. So really, weren't you just showing a select group of morons? You know, who were going out and buying a Corvette and sticking a fucking hot tub in the back of it? You know, living week to week on paychecks. I mean, I just don't think that most people are doing that. I would really think... That if if I was barely on the team, I would be saving every dime. I know I would. I've done that in this business. I've never fucking. You know it's coming. If you're in any sort of entertainment, you know it's coming. And the day it's coming is the day you think that you're good and that you made it. That's when somebody comes in with the hood on and the sickle and they just fucking chop you in half and then that's it. And then you're that guy on TV fucking leaning to – maybe that's why that guy was leaning to one side. They had to twist his torso back onto some fake legs as he sat there going, like, I, I, I uh, got me a cabin, bought a mountain. Uh, you know, you'd think that if you had $75 million that you couldn't have – you know, that shit goes. And, and when, it, when, when it goes, uh, there, there's nobody around. Um. Anyways, I got to watch it a few more times. I feel like this com- there's some sort of comedy in there. I just don't know if I got to it today. Uh, <laughs> anyways, I've been drinking like a fucking madman lately. I really have to stop. I just keep going to these, these friggin' uh, Christmas parties, you know? And they got booze there. So, yeah, you know something? Maybe that if I got like a zillion dollars, maybe that, that, that's what I would have done. Would have gone out and become a complete friggin' booze bag. Now, what the fuck did I do with my notes here? Oh, for Christ's sake. I swear to God, this is just not my day. It's not here. It's not there. It's not here. It's not there. What the fuck is it? There it is. You know what? Let's read a question here. My brain is, is suffering from lack of oxygen here. Let's just read a question. College duet. Hey, man. I'll keep this question short. I got my eye on this broad. She heard me playing music in the dorms. Knocked. On my door, I invited her in and we talked for a bit. Jesus Christ, dude. I don't think you need any advice. That sounds like you're, you're already there. She just heard your talent and came knocking on your door. What more does she have to do? You know, pull up her dress and back her way in. <laughs> Anyways, oh, she said she wants to do duets together. My fault. I didn't realize she was also in the business. Oh, Jesus. Um, Anyway, second time I wasn't playing music, but she knocked on the door and started talking about duets again. Not sure if she wanted to play then or what, but I was busy studying, so I invited her in again, and we talked yet again. Dude, you're only going to get so many at-bats where it's going to be weird if you finally fucking make a move, all right? What are you doing? I, I, this is, where did that come from? Um, anyways, I figure I'll invite her down. Uh, I have a single dorm with her in- instrument once the workload <laughs> didn't really sound good. What? I figure I'll invite her down. I have a single dorm with her instrument once the workload after holidays da- dies down and just kiss her and see what happens. Oh, this is just a band geek. All right. What are you doing? Hey, come on over and, and bring your, your bassoon. And then she's going to walk in. and You're just going to kiss her? Please tell me there's going to be some sort of preamble of making her laugh or, or, or something. You at least going to try to light a candle? Anyways, he says, how does that sound? Any advice? I've had almost no interaction with her before or after this, by the way. Uh, okay. He goes, love the podcast. Keep it up. You're a great guy. Just kidding, fuck you <laughs> All right, um, what, what, what do you want to do with her? You just want to bang her? If you just want to bang her, what you have to do is just you have to stop acting like a gentleman. And I don't mean that in some sort of gropy, disgusting manner. What I mean is you have to you have to not just say. The shit you're thinking. All right? Just say the shit you're thinking and say what you want to do. All right? If it's one of those. But if this girl, but if the girl is like, uh, I don't know, she's more walled off. I don't know what the fucking word is. I think that brain cell died when I inhaled the powder this morning. Um, She's more walled off. I don't know. She's like a nerd. I don't know what to tell you. I, I never was able to interact with female nerds beyond just talking to them because they were just so fucking, I don't, like, everything was, like, awkward. So, and then after that, I was just like, you know what? I could literally rub one out faster than it's going to take for me to figure out just how to get her glasses off. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, dude, just invite her down. Fuck her instrument. You know what? Get the music out of it. And just say, hey. You want to come? I'm watching a movie tonight. Just get her over there. All right? I don't know. I don't know where you've gone with the conversation so far. If it's going to seem weird if all of a sudden you're sitting there in your Hugh Hefner robe. But that's the vibe I would have tried to bring. If you just want to bang her, that's what I would do. If you want to date this girl, then I'd take her out. But if you just want to bang her, you you have to start acting like a fucking... um, Crass individual sooner rather than later. You know? You know what's a good way to kind of bring it into the sex thing is if you're watching TV and just start talking about some fucking girl on the TV, how hot you think she is, and blah, 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 blah. Hopefully that'll spin her around and be like, why? What do you find attractive in a woman? And then you just fucking blah, 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 blah. Well, like, take a look at you. You kind of got your fucking titties there sitting in my phone, right? And then you're in. Right? Does that work? I hope it works for you, sir. Because I think you are a great guy. You're a great guy because you're, you're, you're sitting in the dorm and you're, you're practicing your fucking piccolo. Um, all right, next one. Actually, you know what? That reminds me of a long time ago. Long time ago, I went to this girl's dorm. And she wanted me to, and I wanted to, and I didn't know how to fucking bridge that gap. And we sat on her fucking single bed for like till my ass fell asleep. And I finally ended up just, I just finally just said, I have to just get out of here. I don't, I don't know how to, you know what I mean? I, I don't, I don't know how to fucking crack the safe. So I should have been a little more empathetic. God, I was pathetic. I was, I was fucking pathetic. I'm not saying I'm, I mean. I think that's been a through line in my life, just being pathetic. But it, it's sort of morphed, you know, every time I feel like, oh, you know, hey, I kind of got that settled. Then there's a new thing, you know, like, say, podcasting. <laughs> I feel like this is a pretty pathetic attempt this week, don't you? Well, go fuck yourself. Hit the stop button. I don't give a shit. I really don't. This one of the great things about this. This podcasting world is you really don't have to give a fuck. Where the fuck is the man? Great thing. There it is. Hey everybody, this holiday season. This holiday season, think the man great. What is the man great? You ask. They're made of hundred. They're hundred percent made in America, cast iron grilling grates that are revolutionizing the way people grill. Um, named one of 2012's best grilling accessories by Men's Health magazine. Now come on, Men's Health magazine. You know, they're trying to teach guys how to be guys. A guy grilling, it doesn't get any more manlier than that. And it was named one of 2012's best grilling accessories. I don't know what else you need to know. Mangrates are the perfect gift this holiday season. Click on the Mangrate banner on BillBird.com on the podcast page for their 1999 holiday special. This is a $20 gift that I'm telling you, it's going to change your life. This is such a great gift to get your dad, okay, if your dad's a man. And he grills. He's not upstairs eating bok choy, you know? If your dad goes out and he shoots a pheasant, ties it to the, uh, the rearview mirror and drives home with it, letting the blood drip down on the radio, this is what you want. You want the Mangrate system. Get it for him. Again, it's the man, that's the Mangrate Grill Enhancement System. Order today at billbird.com. Click on the podcast page and, uh, and get yourself one today for only nineteen ninety nine. the holiday special. All righty. Okay, there you go. The fuck was that? Reminded me of something in the middle there. The hell was I going to talk about? Oh, I know. You know what? I was going to make, uh, I was going to try to make this shepherd's pie this week. Every once in a while, I get like really into cooking. And it's usually when I have a down downtime in this business. And this time of year, I always take, uh, I always take some time off. You know, I don't like working over the holidays. I did enough of those fucking awful, uh, New Year's Eve gigs. You know? You're in some godforsaken fucking strip mall in the middle of nowhere. You're all by yourself. You go on stage. You got like a fifty-fifty chance that they already handed out the fucking noisemakers. You're standing up there eating your balls, and then they make you do the countdown. Stop your act. Did I talk about this last week? I feel like I already did. I'll fast forward through this shit. And then you got to somehow, then they want you to continue your act after the countdown. It's the worst fucking thing ever. And everybody's hugging and kissing and that type of shit. You're standing up there by yourself like the absolute, you know, cliched entertainer. You know, sitting there crying in your tuxedo. So anyway, so I usually, I I take this time of year off and I, uh, I start, I always get, I get into cooking. Cleo, stop staring at me. Come here. Stop staring at me. So anyways, um, I'm a big Mario Batali fan, right? So uh, I made these braised short ribs that were the fucking shit. I went out and got myself a Dutch oven, you know, which uh, because of that joke has really been ruined. There's no way to fucking say Dutch oven and cooking without somebody thinking about somebody farting under the blankets and pulling it over your face. But I made these braised short ribs that have been the shit. But Nia's on a fucking diet, so she's not eating any of them. So I ate like half a pig myself. And I don't think my belly has ever been rounder or whiter. I have like one of those toddler stomachs. You know, those little beer bellies that they have. You know what I'm talking about, Cleo? Cleo, do you want to finish the rest of this podcast? Do you? Well, then get off me. Fucking dog is so goddamn needy. Um, All right, let's continue on here with the questions for this week. If I can find it on my computer, of course I can't because this is just how my day's been working. I should have known. I sh- you know what? I should have gone right back to bed. The fucking – the second – my headphones almost fell in dog shit. Isn't that, isn't that like a sign that you should end the fucking podcast? 33 minutes in. This is brutal. Brutal. All right, douche boss. Dear Bill, first I want to say uh, – um, I have all the episodes of uninformed. You did with the teen idol sensation on my phone and listen to them every day. But on to my dilemma, I'm 18 and work at the finish line at the mall. And my boss is a complete dick. Of course he is. Cause he's manage- managing a finish line at the mall. You're 18. You got your whole life ahead of you. He probably fucking married the wrong person. He's starting to go bald. He's standing there wearing that referee uniform. Going, hey, what did I tell you about the Chuck Taylors? You know, I, thought I told you to fucking stalk them up in the back. Whatever the hell they say. Don't you just want to choke him with his whistle? Do they make you wear whistles there? Or is that athlete's foot? Or is that the foot locker? I don't know. Actually, you know something? I have like the, the worst collection of dirty white boy sneakers you're ever going to see in your life. Every time I look at my sneaker collection, I picture, you know, Keith Robinson... Or Patrice, if he was still alive. God damn it. Um, just trashing me. You know what's funny about how much I miss Patrice is the amount of times is when I, I, I miss that guy. How the fuck do I tell the story without fucking outing somebody? Somebody told gave a fucking speech. You know, or whatever, went on some rant about the state of comedy, and everybody thought it was fucking amazing. It was just one of those times where I wish Patrice was in the room when this person wasing was, fuck- it was pro- you know was, was talking about it. That's when I missed that dude the fucking most. I missed him. Then I missed him when um, Penn State, that Sandusky guy, when he did, when he gave the fucking interview. You know that interview when he, he, I think he was talking to Bob Costas and they were going, do you, uh, do you like little boys? And he was like, do I like little boys? I mean, I enjoy their company and, you know, somebody says, do you like little boys? There's one fucking answer. No, no, I don't. Okay. And fuck you for asking me that. And this guy's sitting there like, you know, like trying to work out the math in his head. And as, I, as creepy as it was to watch that, when I watched it, I was actually laughing, thinking of Patrice watching it, laughing hysterically and how he would somehow get 25 minutes of material just out of that guy trying to figure out how to answer that, that question. And I swear to God, like, I don't know. We got this benefit coming up for him. And as just putting the thing together, it's just like going through him dying all over again. It's been fucking brutal, but good. And a good positive things. Cause everybody bought up the tickets, but it's just been like this fucking, uh, the finality of it. It's just something like I'll never, like, I even talked to all my buddies. Like we bring him up, like he's still around and we'll talk about him. Like he's still around for five minutes before you just start looking at the ground. It's just fucking awful. I really, I really do not wish that you know i don't know why you would but and it's not even worth even stating but i really don't wish this on fucking anybody cuz uh, it, it's really just something when i'm 80 well if i'm lucky not you know the way i've been drinking lately let's just be a little more conservative i'm 68 <laughs> <laughs> it's just something that's still just going to be i've just i'm coming to an acceptance that it's going to be as sad when i'm that age as it is right now you know, so I figured I'd talk about that to add to the already not hilarious podcast that I'm doing this week. I'd add to the uh losing a close friend fucking vibe. You know. Who's getting who? It really wasn't a funny fucking week out in the world. Uh all right, douche boss. Where are we here? Um at the finish line, he is one of those guys who okay, his boss is a complete dick. All right, and he says uh He's one of those guys who got bullied all through high school and now actually has some control and takes it out on me and, uh, and the other employees. How did you figure that out? Is that you just like psychologically breaking the guy down? Do I have to tell you something. There's nothing worse than watching somebody uh, abuse their position of power, however however small it is. You know, like this guy right here has no right getting mad at like an athlete who goes around being a dick because it's like, dude, you're doing the exact same thing. You just can't run a 440, but your, your head space is the exact same place as some, you know, egomaniac fucking athlete. You just, you just suck at sports, so you sell the gear <laughs> Two people to people to go play sports. Anyways, he says he even steals out of the register at work. And holds the special release shoes for him and his friends. He's 30 years old and tries to fuck the 16s and 17 year olds who work there. Oh my god, this guy's a character right out of the movies. Yeah, I, I worked with a guy like this. I used to work in a restaurant a long time ago. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm trying to get the check cereal out of my throat. Um, I used to work with this this guy, and basically like four or five of these guys bought into a restaurant and the, and the one guy who was going to be there every day who's always the guy who ends up stealing the silent partners always get fucked his 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 buy-in was he had all the the equipment for the kitchen so he 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 I don't know he had some other failed restaurant he got all the equipment and uh but anyways this guy was a cokehead he used to steal out of the register he used to fucking uh try to bang the, uh, not the maitre d', the fucking uh, maitre d'ess, whatever, the fucking chick who sits you down, the hot one, you know, who dresses classy, that skirt fucking going right over her shapely ass. Yeah, he used to try to fucking bang them all the goddamn time. And when they wouldn't give it up, they'd get fired, and then he'd be bringing a new one. And if that one ended up banging him, then she stuck around. It was brutal. So anyways, he goes, uh, he harasses me and others, calling our phones repeatedly, telling us to come in on our days off and leave voicemails saying we are ignoring him. Jesus Christ, it's my fucking day off. Anyways, he goes, recently he got the only cool management manager fired because he said he was stealing. I don't really need this job but would like to keep working here but don't know how much longer I can take this. Any advice on what I should do would be appreciated. Uh, sorry for it being so long. Go fuck yourself. Uh, it wasn't long at all. It just sounded long, the way I read. Um, well, if you don't need the job, then I would, I would quit. But what I wouldn't do is I wouldn't leave on bad terms. I don't know. Is it really going to matter? It's not like when you're 30, if you're looking for a new job, you're going to put on your resume. I worked at the finish line. Because at that point, you're going to be into a career. I don't know. You say, I don't really need this job, but would like to keep working here, but don't know. How. Oh, so, you, so basically you're saying you like having walk around money. Well, I would just get another job. Just get another job. Start the process of getting the fuck out of there. Like Nothing you're going to say to that guy is going to change that guy. And all that guy can do is kind of make your life difficult if you're trying to get another job uh, at this point in your life. Just know that like... He's at the tip of the iceberg of the awful life that he's going to be living. Um, like the, just what the, the way he's setting the table, you don't need to do anything to him because he's going to do it to himself. And it would really be bad if if this guy was just such a negative force, that you somehow got sucked into it. I know you probably fantasized about punching him in the face or telling the guy to go fuck himself. And then the girl that you have the crush on at the finish line walks out arm in arm with you guys and you start your own sneaker store right across and you watch him get fired. I know you've probably played that fantasy out in your head a hundred times, but uh, I would just get another job. Sound like you don't mind working. You're not afraid of working. You like having the money, but you just can't deal with this douche. So this is a great life lesson. You do not need to be surrounded by douches. You have the power. It's your fucking life. Just, he's always going to be a douche. Just walk out of his life. Just be like, yeah, you know, I don't need to be around this guy. You know? And then one day when you run into him after you get another job, hey, how come you uh, left? And just be like, you know, because I don't know, dude. You would just, and don't curse at him or anything because then it gives him an excuse to not see himself. And just be like, I don't know, man, you, the, you just kind of creep me out the way you were always hitting on girls who were like 16 and 17 years old. I mean, if that's what you want to do, I mean, you know, that's, that's cool. But, uh, you know, I'm just kind of not into that. So uh, you have yourself a nice evening. You just walk away from them. Maybe it'll work out like that. I have no idea. But uh, I try and get yourself another job. All right? There you go. That's my advice. All right. Here's another next one. Uh, multiple fuck buddies gone wrong. You know what, dude? Just the fact that you had multiple fuck buddies, uh, it's, it's still a win. You know what I mean? It's still a win. You made the playoffs. Um, hey, Billy Boy, first time, long time. I got, I'm got. going to get right into it. All right. Last weekend, I got a text from a former fuck buddy who found out that I had slept with their friend before we started hooking up. Oh, you know what? Go fuck yourself. All right, you're crushing ass all over the place. You don't need my advice. I probably need advice from you. That's, only, that's a secret goal of, of a certain percentage of guys is like, what if I can fuck her and all of her friends before they all figure it out? You know what I mean? It's sort of like an action movie with your dick. And- <laughs> <laughs> can I stick it in all of them before the bomb goes off? And, uh, and can I get out of town like fucking De Niro and Heat before <laughs> when I see all of them coming up with the how dare you? Haven't you ever fantasized about doing that and you were so good that as mad as they were, they all reminisced about how great you were and then all four of them come over and be like, ah, we're all fuck you at the same time. If you haven't had that fantasy, God bless you because you're evidently a way more decent a human being than I am. So anyways, with that, Here we go. Um, He goes, she sends me – anyway, let let me just refresh your memory here. Last weekend I got a text from a former fuck buddy who found out that I had slept with her friend before we started hooking up. She sends me a pretty heated two-page text about how much of a dog and douchebag I am for sleeping with her friend, then fucking her the same weekend. Yeah, dude. Dude, you're a legend. You're a fucking legend. What is the – dude, all you can do – it's just stand there with your hand at your sides, take the slap to the face, and just know that yeah, you're a hero, dude. You banged her friend and and her in the same weekend, and you you're, you're you don't front a, a successful band. I mean that's that's, you know, I, my hats off to you, sir. Hats off to you. Anyways, he goes now. In reality, I had slept with the friend in late May. And then starting hook, hooking up with the fuck buddy in early September. Oh, okay. So she tried to make it more dramatic. That's still great, dude. You, you, you seamlessly made the shift over the summer. You're still a hero. Um, anyways, he goes, to go into a little more detail, the fuck buddy had gone on several dates and fucked once three. Oh, I had gone on several dates with her and fucked once three years prior when we were both at college. But then shortly after, she lost interest and we remained as friends for the next few years. When I say friends, I mean the occasional text and seeing each other maybe three or four times. All right. So what is her fucking problem? What is the rule? Shouldn't the, shouldn't the second one be mad at you? Because you fucked the other one first. I don't, I'll never understand. I'll never understand. what. Can Any female, if you're still listening at this point. If I have any female listeners at this point, can you explain to me why that makes you mad? You know, because I don't know. There was always like there was always that girl that like, you know, when I was growing up, like. I can't say me because I wasn't getting anything. I didn't get anything in high school. Big fucking goose egg. I would my my pussy-getting career in high school. I was like the first year the Tampa Bay Buccaneers came in the league and went winless. <laughs> <laughs> what was the name of their Gary Huff? Was that the name of their quarterback? I was the Gary Huff of, of pussy in, in in high school. Whatever the hell. I can't even remember the name. His last name was Huff. It was the name of their quarterback with creamsicle fucking uniform. I might as well have a suit made out of that when I was in high school. Um... I, but anyways, there, there were there were those girls that, like, my drinking buddy crew, like three or four of them out of the five had all hooked up with her. And none of them swore. None of nobody was mad. Everybody high five. That's ah, fucking great. That's, you know, we thought it was a great thing. I don't understand why they get so mad. You know what it is? Is I, I just think that they want to... Uh, It's a big thing with them that it has to be difficult. And, you know, and if they I think they just feel like if you bang them and their friend. They just somehow feel like maybe it makes them feel cheaper. That there's just you're just fucking hitting. It's like you're a machine gun. You are just mowing them down. I think that they really want to believe that they're the only one in that area code. You know. That they're like, uh, that it's like gold rather than like pine cones. (laughs) (laughs) You got to dig for it. It's a precious metal. They don't want to feel like they're just like litter in the gutter. Maybe that's what I have. No, I have no idea. But I have learned something in this. Fuck buddy is two words. This guy put fuck buddy together. Um, that's how much he's into sex right now. He's, got, he's he's literally like the fuck is, is got the buddy part bent over and it's all one word. They are one. Um, so anyways, he said to go into a little more detail, I already read that part. He said, so fast forward three years and the friend of hers, that's the future fuck buddy said that we should hang out after the Sox game. All right. I'm getting lost in this with all my rambling. know what the fuck? So, you hooked up with the former fuck buddy. so now Okay, so this is when, when, when number two comes in before you went back to number one. All right, so fast forward three years later. Yeah, so she didn't give a fuck. So who she should be mad at is the second one. No, but it's been three years. You know, I really don't think anybody has a right to be mad here. All right, whatever. We should hang out after a Sox game. Of course, I see this as a green light because whenever a girl that you really don't know says we should hang out is codes for i'm down to fuck exactly did you hear that uh guy with the fucking bassoon you got they they speak in code we should hang out sometime that that's literally that's what that means if they say would well, you ever think of taking me out that means they want a relationship we should hang out sometime that's what that means okay and i'm not saying 100% I'm just saying, it's it's looking good. You're getting waved around by the third base coach. Um. Anyways, where the hell am I? Oh, for fuck's sake! I apologize, guys. When a girl says that, hey, you're down to fuck. So, oh, so anyway, so we end up fucking, and she gets on a plane the next day to study abroad in Europe for the summer. Exactly. She wanted some shoving off dick. You know? Let me get a little last piece of America before I go over to Europe. Tremendous. Anyways, fast forward three months later, and the fuck buddy, all one word, says that I should come over some weekend to hang out. Green light. We bang, it's great, and we continue to do it until the end of the month when I fly back to the place that I now live. So a few days ago, I get the heated text saying I'm a dog, I'm a douchebag, and she thought I was a friend, etc. I say that there's nothing I can do or say to change what happened, And the only thing that I can say is I'm sorry if I hurt her and that I am an asshole. But my question to you, uh, Mr. No Relationship Psychology degree comedian, is am I a dog for what I did? No, you're not. You're not. And fuck these women who call you up and use you like a fuck stick. All right. They called you up because they wanted some dick and you gave it to them. All right. You gave them what the fuck they asked for. And then she's going to turn around and get mad at you. And then you apologize and say, yeah, I'm an asshole. You're not an asshole. But you know something? I don't think you think you're an asshole because you're out there crushing it. You're just fucking saying what you know this girl wants to hear, because probably six months from now, she's going to fuck you again. Right. You're not an asshole. You didn't hit on the other girl. She said, hey, we should hang out sometime, okay? She's giving you the green light. You know what I mean? You're a guy. You have to take that. You got to take it. Women don't understand that because they can get laid every night of the fucking week if they want to. They don't have to have any game. And they, it, for us, it's, it's, it's work. It's a skill, okay? So when somebody, when it's, it's like you're in the wild. You got a free fucking meal. You're going to take it, you know? I learned that in Australia when I was looking at those poisonous snakes and they're like, why does that thing have enough venom to kill 200 mice? Why does it need that much venom? It's because it's out there in the fucking the outback and out in the outback food is scarce. So if you get a shot at something, you got to fucking take it down. And that's what the hell you did. Yeah, yeah, I'm a fucking dog. You know, it's like, you know what? Fuck you, lady. I'm a dog. Then then you're a whore. If I'm a dog, you're a fucking whore. Did I call you up? Did I come around sniffing up your skirt? No, you called me because you wanted some dick and I gave it to you. How about a fucking thank you letter? Dude, you really should have come at her like that. You really should have. And I got to tell you something. On some fucked up level, she would actually respect you. As long as you didn't call, don't call her a whore. All right. But she fuck She so what, what is her relationship with you? You guys barely talk and like whenever she's in a a dick dry spell. She fucking goes over to you like your Hertz rental car and just fucking just rides your dick. And then you're supposed to be exclusive and not bang her friend who's cut from the same cloth. Who wants to get plowed before she goes over to Europe. This is your fucking fault. You're the one who should feel used. You know, neither one of them wants a meaningful relationship with you. Uh, You know what? This is what I say. Just don't even write him back. And you know something? Fuck him again. Just bang him again. Who gives a fuck? Next time you see her, she wants to give you a dirty look. Just like... I, I don't even react to it. What, 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 a, what a fucking... What a bunch of bullshit. And I got—I can't believe that, like... You, we don't have a relationship. I'm just going to keep saying the same thing fucking over and over again. Like, why don't I... Look, at me, I'm stuttering here. Do you know y- the other day I was watching? Uh, I, mean, I was watching the Texans when the Patriots played the Texans Monday Night Football, right? And uh, some lady at the at the at the was watching with us, and she started giving Bob Kraft shit for having like a 35 year old girlfriend. And for those of you who don't watch football, Bob Kraft was married forever. Had a family, and his uh, wife unfortunately uh, died of cancer. you know so she dies of cancer, you know he's stuck by her side, did the whole damn thing, and then now he's got a new girlfriend and she's thirty five and women are mad they're upset about it they're upset by it and i i don't uh I don't get it, you know. If I die of a disease, I, I, I don't want fucking Nia to be sitting here like some spinster. Go out and go have a good time. I'm dead. I don't give a fuck. You know? Lest I'm a ghost and I'm sitting there watching it, then I wouldn't like it. <laughs> but I would just fly away. Why would I sit there watching it? You know? Start haunting them every time they were going to have sex. I wouldn't do that to somebody. I just don't understand why, like, um, it's not like he went out and got with, like, a 17, 18, 19, 20, 21-year-old girl. She's 35. At 30, 35, if women aren't married, they're freaking out, right? They, look, I you know what I love? I just love that they get mad at the guy, and it's like, what about the girl? Why is she with them, okay? If he's some sort of, like, You know, oh, he's just there because he wants a hot girlfriend. Then what about her? She's just there for the money. So then it it works out. Doesn't it? I don't know. Whenever like shit like that goes on, that really taps into the cynical part of me, which, you know, if you listen to this podcast, God knows it doesn't take much. But um, sometimes I just just think that it almost taps into that fuck buddy thing. They just don't want to know how easily that they could be replaced yet. They want you to feel they don't give a fuck if they, if they try and make you feel that way. All those stupid songs, Beyonce that that to the left, to the left, you know, that whole song is like, yeah, just take your shit. Get the fuck out of here. I'll have another guy in two seconds. You're, you're that easily replaced, you know? And they, they love those songs. Those songs are they consider them fucking empowering. But then when they see a successful guy with a, you know, a nice closet full of shiny ties and his own sports team, when they see that he can still fucking pull down some 35-year-old ass, they get mad. They start judging his character. Even me and my mom, we had that discussion, you know, well, I just don't think that that's I just I'm sure that there was somebody in their 50s that he could have. Who the fuck wants to get with a 50-year-old, even if you're 70? You know? I don't fuck. You know what I mean? You, You know, you're starting over again. If you got a fucking old car and you trade it in, you don't trade it in on a fucking another old car. You get a new one. You know? You fucking ride that thing into the ground and then you get another one. I don't know. I'm just saying I don't have a fucking problem with what the guy's doing. All right. That's it. All right, everybody. If you like if you enjoyed this podcast um and you'd like to support the podcast and in a roundabout way, support the uh Wounded Warriors Project, go to Billbird.com, click on the podcast page, and click on uh the Amazon link. If you're going to buy anything on Amazon, not saying you have to, but if you've got to buy something, just go and buy it. it doesn't change the price, but uh, because you went through my website, they give me a little kickback. And then I take a portion of those proceeds, and I give it to the Wounded Warriors Project so everybody wins. You're helping out the podcast, and more importantly, you're helping out the troops. And then that seems I'm kind of whoring out their plight to increase money that I'm making. I don't know. There's something wrong about that whole thing. I don't know I'm doing a good thing, but it's just the way that whole thing's set up. I, I, I'm almost doing like what the NFL's doing with, with that pink shit. You know what I mean? Instead of telling people the foods that they can eat to, 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 to knock down the potential of getting cancer, they just have everybody running around there dressed like a Barbie doll. And I, don't, I don't get it. And I'm guessing somebody's making some money off of it. All right? That's all I'm saying. Um, all right. That's the podcast for this week, everybody. That's the pod, P A W cast that's the podcast for this week thank you guys so much for listening um, NHL hockey I have given up on you I've given up on you I've, I've, I've threatened that I was going to get the uh, whatever the fuck the NBA packages and they had it for free for two three days which was a great idea and I watched it and uh, I'm enjoying watching the Knicks my Celtics and watching the Lakers lose and I'm just well I guess I get the Lakers game out here all the time You know, Bill Russell wrote some book basically describing how he made the guys around him on his team better. And I was reading this Bill Simmons article. It was making me sick to my stomach because I I couldn't finish reading it because I think Kobe is reading it, which would really be devastating because I don't think Kobe has ever progressed beyond where Michael Michael Jackson, Michael Jordan was in about 1989 when Michael was trying to do it all himself. And there's nothing better as a Celtics fan that when Phil Jackson isn't coaching and Kobe is just trying to do it all himself, there's nothing fucking better because he's going to score 30 and they're going to lose. And uh, that's what I love seeing. (laughs) Oh, Wouldn't that be ironic if it took a Celtic to teach a Laker how to fucking win? Wouldn't that be something? All right, that's the podcast. Go fuck yourselves. I'll talk to you next week.